Hey, if you want literally uh, a life and death story, uh, just stay to the end of this review. But uh, hey, it's free guy. Uh, we got a two minute little review, no spoilers. And then we will explain the rating system, give our rating. Actually, the rating system's in the description. Go there. And then we'll do a spoiler review to our heart's content or Brad's schedule, whichever comes first. One of the two. Yeah, sir. One thing I want to say before we get going is that this time I had, I did not have two glasses of wine and I cried even more. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. that That is amazing. I'm well rested. I look. I would not recommend anyone backing the Patreon to see how I look because I look like a hot bag of shit that relates to the story at the end of this podcast. Um, would not recommend seeing mean, how my face looks. Which means not only do you have to listen to this podcast, you also have to watch the movie now because we. Okay. Uh, yep, because we're going to get into spoiler territory in two minutes. Yeah, but uh, with that in mind, that even stone cold sober tears uh what did you think sir i will go ahead and spoil this that i did not cry (laughs) (laughs) um no it's 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 not a bad movie i mean i am i don't it's not bad um the non-spoiler review of it what i would say if you liked ready player one but thought the 80s were too long ago I would say this movie is a little bit more your speed. Dude, I I just recorded my full commentary track, which, by the way, if anyone wants to watch the first 10 minutes of that, link below, full thing, link below, blah, blah, blah. And I literally compared this movie to Ready Player One. As, as, soon, as, as soon as I started watching this, like at the beginning, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of like Grand Theft Auto, the movie. And mm-hmm. then as it went on and on and on, I was like... No, this is like Ready Player One, but if you thought the 80s were too long ago, you want to a little closer <laughs> to 2000, 2000 to 2020, here you go. It's almost like Ryan Reynolds' kid, like, you know, all the all the video games his kids play. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're good now. <laughs> Ready Player I, One, the games that I played in the 80s, now these are the games you play in the 2000s? All right, we got this. You know, my, uh, my comparison was a little more uh, critical. <laughs> which was this feels like ready player one except uh ready player one didn't quite hit the nail on the head in terms of uh reference cult if you felt that like um i mean i I was born in the 80s raised in the 90s but like all my stuff is from the 80s so like watching ready player one i'm like oh i remember playing that oh yep I, i know that game oh yep now watching some of this, I'm like, okay, I know that reference is from a video game, and I know it's from somewhere, but I can't put my finger on it. I mean, there you were some what? Halos and stuff like that were made easy. Fortnite, the beginning scene was Fortnite. So, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. I think you're more right because it's a little more, uh, you know, Ready Player One is more classic references. And while I was doing the commentary, I was like, I don't, I don't think the Berg, uh, Steven Spielberg, it might be the best. Uh, person for referencing pop culture but with the with the looking through the lens of this is more um this movie does up to the date references and that one does older references uh which is which is easier to do yeah i'll take that back 
bit. But um, the other movie, here it is. The movie that this really reminded me of the first time was Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but really? w- with more heart. It's so dense with references, so dense to the point where I could imagine a lot of people not. Get, I mean, me as an example, not getting most of the references because it's so dense. Uh, the it's so vibrant. There's such a I don't know, just something about it. If this movie feels like Scott Pilgrim with more heart, if that makes sense. Okay, uh, Scott, we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the movie. Yes, not the books. <laughs> yes, because because if, if you have if you're going to pick one of the two, read the books. They're a lot better. They explain a lot more. The movie just kind of has like a, oh, hey, look, now you're going to fight this guy for absolutely no reason outside of he's one of our old ex-boyfriends. Oh, no backstory to this guy. He's just going to fight you. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely say that uh, Scott Pokemon vs. the World, the movie is the slimmer um, experience, kind of like comparing the later Harry Potter movies, except for the final two-parter, to the books, where it's just like, oh, yeah, they had to cut out 75% of it because you can't make an eight hour movie. But me personally, I prefer the Scott Pilgrim, the movie. Um, I, I only read the black and white ones, so I don't know if the color, because I mean, color, yeah. color is they, nice. They, they just have more backstory. I mean, the movie, yeah. I know this isn't about this movie, but it's just, you fight random ex-boyfriends for absolutely no reason. You have no reason to like or not like any of them. <laughs> Another guy shows up and he's like, oh, I'm going to fight you now. <laughs> like a bad kung fu movie. <laughs> Woo! Fighting words. Spicy. Got, spicy. got real spicy to, to my, uh, my favorite Edgar Wright film. Um, all right. Let's get into our rating. I think we've gone over the two-minute limit. Oh, no. I wasn't recording that. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if we did, we did. And if we didn't, I'll do it again. All right. I'll fight, I'll fight you again. <laughs> the, uh, the rating system, like I said, is in the description of the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. What is your rating, sir? If you remember it. I, if not, I, had I, to, I looked at them, had to look at them, but I remember I'm going with joint. Okay. I know it's going to be, I, I, I assume it's probably going to be lower than yours, but um, it's, it was a good movie. It's a movie, yeah, you should probably you should probably check out, but I don't think it's a movie that's going to blow your mind. I don't think it's any top-tier movie. I think it's middle of the road. Middle of the road, you should you should see it. All right. So I am not going mushroom. It's not a it's not that for me. But yes, you are correct. It's not a joint for me. A joint as an example of this is the first one anyone's listened to for me is Iron Man. It's like it's not perfect. It's a fun time. We all can agree that the third act is a little disappointing because it's a little punchy punchy, although that is still fun. Um, this movie just feels like that, but firing on all cylinders and not a wrong move made for me. Like, And also the fact that it's just so dense it, and it doesn't feel dense. Like if you... Th- think about it too long like i always do uh, <laughs> it it is just you know what we're gonna get into spoilers that was our ratings mine was uh edible and mine was joint cool now spoilers this is a podcast so i we don't care about retention we care about your experience 
So if that sounded good to you, boom, affiliate link down below or just find uh, Hopefully it's on Disney Plus soon. That'd be cool. Um, and just it is a Disney movie. Didn't know that until today. Yeah. Owned by Fox or it was a Fox. It was Fox technically. I wonder. I would. I'd be curious to see what that timeline was like because I know the Kingsman was definitely fully Fox, but considering they got so many Disney references, yeah, and they had to ask. And Ryan Reynolds explained kind of that process of how they got to use some of the Disney references. Ooh, Ooh. I didn't know anything of what you're what you're talking about. Please send yeah. forward me that link, or we'll talk yeah. about more. But um, what was I going to say? Oh. If you just think about all that's going on, there are so many levels to the movie. It's a combination of the Matrix, a combination of an inspirational like zero to hero. Uh, it it's a love story. It's it it has the imagination. Not well. I I think it actually exceeds this, but it plays by like inceptions rules where it's like just think bigger and different and more more awesome and it it's also got a bit of ted lasso i think that's what hit me this time like because i've i've watched ted lasso i think five or six times all the way through and it's It's just great great tv show if you haven't seen it go see it and and like that's the part that really i think i figured out why buddy's uh quote unquote death hit me it wasn't because of the sacrifice of his best friend or his best friend's death finish watching i'm i'm totally fine if i do i'll give a shit yeah uh, <laughs> never tell me please don't cry again unless it's for for hurt <laughs> but it was him saying it's the first day i'm I'm not afraid. It's just, I think just feeling that weight lifting off his shoulders. Ah, and especially in like what he thought was the last moments of his life. That that's what hit. But was it really? I know it wasn't. I mean, I know. And this is where I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna put put you down a little bit here. So I'm going to take it down from edible down to joint. He's an AI character that hasn't really been set free yet to the rules of the, of the movie. So Mm. he really doesn't know that he's going to be because the only one that's really had like set rules was guy who became free because he fell in love with a character that outside the world, the two creators of the other game, um, utopia, I forgot what the game was called. Uh, life itself, I think, something okay. like that. Yeah, that I, he finally he finally broke the rules, which allowed the AI basically to like upgrade him, kind of more or less, um, allowed him to evolve past his everyday cycle. So nobody else had really had their cycle broken up until that point. So was he really assuming that he was going to die? And he, I, even if he did die, he just goes back to his bed and he comes up, comes wakes back up the next morning. Well, actually, at that point in the movie, and it's uh, it's unfair because I literally just stopped watching it uh at that point in the movie anyone that died is gone forever because the servers are being broken um and they booted out all the characters uh and i would argue that they 
none of the other NPCs are at Guy's level in terms of his evolution, but uh, Guy's effect. I think all the characters ha- are like modded versions of original characters that Millie and Keys made. Um, Guy was just the first one to break through because there was such a specific uh, trigger. But I think it's, everyone... It's a sequence of, sequence of events that needed to happen. Yeah. But I do think that like the coffee lady who starts making cappuccino, she's she's in like level two yeah, into, of, of her evolution. I feel like that's the same way with Buddy. So they're definitely not, uh, you know, the fully formed AI at that point, but they're, they are a little more, I believe the movie was trying to say that they're more human than they were before, more, more. Uh, before guys started having his effect on them. More, more human than human. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like, uh, more like how a newborn baby well i don't know how this is maybe somewhere in the uh print in the when the baby is still in the stomach you know (laughs) they're not a fully formed functioning human until like probably or relatively speaking probably like four or five and then they still have room to grow and evolve but like until they can learn to poop in a in a toilet and not a diaper I don't consider them a fully formed human being. Actually, the fact that he's four is perfect. (laughs) I mean, but real, like, you know, a fully functioning human being, let's say, not fully formed. Um, I forgot where we were at when I started saying the words that I was just saying. Uh, Well, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll hook us back a little bit here. So the actor that plays Buddy, oh yeah, plays, plays a security guard. Yep, was also the TSA agent in Get Out. Yep, <laughs> and he was also in uh, that movie with uh, Eric Andre or Amazon movie with uh, I don't know. It was kind of like a jackass type of movie. It was fine. It was fun. It's better than I th- thought it would have been. It was, it was fine. It was fun. It was, it was fine. Oh, and he was in Bird Box too. And Space um, Jam, the new Space Jam. Yeah, but, but two um, movies I'm not interested in seeing. What I was going to nominate that one based on every the second Space Jam. Yeah, are, are you I'll for real? Because I'm open to it. If you're no, actually I, wanting to nominate it, I'm I'm sure we'll get there, but we'll we'll do the first one first. <laughs> Fair enough. So so a couple fun facts. Um, Millie Molotov girl. Um, Jody, Jody Comer, Cromer, Crom, 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 yeah, Crumb This was her first, um, first starring role in a movie. She'd been starring role in several TV shows, and she played. She was in one movie in Force Awakens, where she was um, uh, Ray's mom or whatever in a flashback. But this is her first, what? her first, yeah. This was her first movie though. What first TV movie. shows? A bunch of um, British ones. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's interesting that they had her British filter on then. Yeah. Well, she was racking off all kinds of um, British, Australian. She was racking off all kinds of accents. 
All right, let me see. She has been in Killing Eve, which I hear is fucking fantastic. Um, oh, I've been hearing about the movie The Last Duel, or seeing at least the ads for it. Um, but that's freaking awesome. She she has a longer. I was gonna reference a an Indian actress who is in the movie Om Shanti Om, but her uh, the actress I was gonna reference did not have quite as long an IMDb page before that movie. All right, let me rephrase that. It was much shorter than that, but that's awesome. Um, also, I don't know if you realize this after there's there's a lot of cam after watching this twice. There are a lot of cameos in this movie. Oh yeah, one one of them is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What? Which part? He was the guy that um, guy originally killed um, to get the glasses the first time. Whoa! And 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 again, backstory behind all of this. Ryan Reynolds and the director went through their phones, got voice iPhone voice memos of their lines, so they never actually had to come in the studio. They just did it through their voice memos. So, it, <laughs> this is off of Ryan Reynolds and the director's phone. <laughs> they just went scrolling through and was looking for cameos. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what my original response was going to be, and then I'm going to update it. Um, one was. Well, actually, I had three three levels of that. One, the first one was, I thought you were going to talk about Channing Tatum and Chris Evans, and I was going to be like, yeah, it really pissed me off because all these articles just did just gave away the whole shebang on day one instead of saying something like, how the surprise Avenger got a cameo and blah blah blah, or you know, uh, they would just be like, how how uh, they got Chris Evans and Channing Tatum. I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> like some of these, some of these articles are almost before any actual showings, not even including the fact that a lot of people like myself were stubborn and like really didn't want to see it in a theater and wanted to see it at home. Um, second level, <laughs> second response is, holy shit. I did not know about Dwayne Johnson. And I was going to say, I actually can't believe that Dwayne Johnson would be, this will sound like an insult and it might be a little, I guess, I don't know. I I was going to say, I would be surprised that Dwayne Johnson was so humble to show up without showing his face to cameo, but it's not surprising since they're both in the same movie together with Red Notice. And before that, Hobbs and Shaw, I was like, all right, tit for tat. And then. As soon as you said off voice notes off the iPhone, I was like, well, they did the same thing with Mission Impossible Fallout. But yeah, that makes a lot more sense with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> also, an- another not surprising cameo mm-hmm. um, was the guy that she, that Molotov girl got the secrets for the secret stash house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who that was? Absolutely not. But I was saying if, the, if people liked his voice, uh, they should check out Corpse Husband on YouTube. And if they like his voice, they should check out, I don't know, Wolverine. <laughs> that was you, Jackman. There you go. That is not surprising. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was really Hugh Jackman on set. Although how he, how he moves, I doubt it. Like like Daniel Craig's uh, cameo in Star Wars. Once you know it, you can tell that it's him moving yeah. under that suit. You're like, yeah, that's definitely him in there. Um and then some of the obvious not so not so secret ones alex trebek before he passed away yeah um all the youtube <sighs> slash twitch people pokemon um, jack septicai uh ninja are the ones i could recognize and then one was 
was it the director uh, uh, there was our one of the producers um was one of the one of the youtube like stars or whatever that you probably didn't recognize um i know was, i think it was only the, i think it was on there once i if i'm gonna be a betting man i'm gonna say it's the producer only because i know what the director looks like and yeah. I, I didn't catch it but i could have missed it uh i do know that uh the director's daughters cameoed and he he literally was just at home and he's like can you say this and he just pointed the camera it was so unprofessional and like the studio was like all right well we got it now should we do a real shoot and it's like we got it fuck <laughs> fuck it why well i mean <laughs> we're if, done if you can do the rock rio the rock and and wolverine over iphone oh. voice memos then yeah who cares <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and it looks great it was the two girls and at one point it's like uh kill that motherfucker and then it stopped and then later it was like get his, oh. get his ass or something and uh the fun fact about that is the director it was his younger daughter who was supposed to swear and he was like it's fine you can say the swear word and we're just gonna cut it so it's not the full word and she refused to say the full word even just just her her sister and her dad in a room and she's like i'm just gonna say fa or mother fa or whatever it is and you're gonna cut it so it'll sound and he's like i baby <laughs> well, i don't yeah. know what his nickname is <laughs> that sounds weird but like darling just it's fine you can say the word you're not gonna get in trouble and she's stuttering around and i'm like that's a that's a real i don't know why i'm so excited i'm just proud of little girls who can see because i got a 10 year old sleeping in the next room um and she has a whole bag of yeah anyway i was gonna just gush about her but let's i, I love her anyway um and then of course we got channing tatum yep i i don't really consider that a cameo i i yeah. He's more of a character. Yeah, very small, uh, uh small supporting well, role. He, he gets the he gets the full beginning where you kind of jump in where it looks like um, um, man, Fortnite, and then turns from Fortnite turns into Grand Theft Auto, and then he kind of plays a, another role later in the stash house. He's, you know, I forgot what that um that actor's name is who's in a lot of other movies, um, Matthew. Yeah. Cut a rope. yeah there there's really only like three people in this whole movie whose name i know actually four uh the fourth one is taika waititi but i was gonna say and they're all like mid 40s white dudes Channing tatum chris <laughs> evans and ryan Reynolds. <laughs> taika well, I got, obviously I got, does not fit perfectly into that mold <laughs> i got i got alex trebek too so i'm good. oh yeah d- well yeah <laughs> actors let me say oh well you know, he people not he's, playing he's themselves people not playing themselves then mm, um fine, ah shit fine, fine. chris evans is playing himself he, yes kind of he's yeah. playing himself but he also has the captain american shield yeah um and the first time i saw it i didn't know the guy from blind spotting was in there um which, the which guy do you remember in Blind Spotting the guy who tells the story? Uh, Sawed off Leatherface. Um, he's at the uh, Collins's job, 
and he talks tells the story about the uh the tiki place with the bull that's all i want to say so i don't spoil more <laughs> but you, you know you don't want to spill anything no because blind spotting is an ayahuasca movie which is the highest rating on the rating scale for me but uh no he's the guy who is like and he's always like rah and his friends like i hate my dad and that's all i spoiled more than i said i was but it's all out of context so it doesn't make any sense unless you've seen it he's that guy i've seen it but i don't remember i've only seen the movie once so i guess totally fair um but he's a really good actor and i honestly everybody kills it yeah i mean that's, i mean acting wise i mean i think that they did a really good job i think they did a really good job casting all the way up and down the roles including um antoine who's the owner of tsunami or whatever it is whatever yeah. the name yeah which is which is supposed to be like a kind of like a playoff blizzard um <laughs> oh man did they just hit that right on the head fuck I mean, considering the name- everything that came out afterwards yeah but um so how how they came up with having him do that role is they took every like producer and director and board member that they've ever disliked and took all their attributes and put them into this guy <laughs> so they wanted him to be like that so they they took all of their past history and put him in, put him into that one guy That's feel bad awesome. for that guy i gotta watch Just, more interviews about this because i watched all the special features but i didn't yeah. know that um Ryan Reynolds did a lot of interviews about this. I mean, he's very proud of this movie. Um, he should be because and he even he even put so much of his life in this too. It, I know it's a really weird thing. Yeah. If you go back and look at the um, Jeopardy board, um, some of the categories are like famous Canadians or something like that. Um, there's one's famous 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 Blakes for, for referencing his wife. <laughs> um, so he put a, he put a lot of his life into this. So just. It's it's cool to see. It's cool, you know, that he was able to do stuff like that. And but man, I cannot see Ryan Reynolds or hear Ryan Reynolds without thinking Deadpool immediately. <laughs> no, I I get it, but I I I think it's his wide-eyed optimism that helps separate it for me. Like Ryan Reynolds seems to be succeeding where Johnny Depp didn't yeah okay i can see that like after pirates of the caribbean it felt like johnny depp was like i'll do jack sparrow in any different type of makeup if you pay me 50 million dollars <laughs> alice in wonderland done and done um and edward scissorhands oh well that predated so that's how oh, did it oh, okay yeah that's an old Tim Burton I, I, movie I, See, I thought that was, I thought they re, when they redid that one, I thought it was I thought it was like the same time period, but no, no wait, you, you re, might, you're re, probably, you're, wait, redid they made two Edward Scissorhands? Well, they made like the old old school one, which was like the eighties or whatever, seventies eighties, and then they made the Tim Burton up like updated one with with um. So I'm pretty sure there's two. Oh, I didn't know that. Let's see, uh, Edward Scissorhands. That shouldn't be surprising. Uh. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a TV show? What? I'm oh, so... 1990. I thought there was an, I thought there was an older one, too. 
There was a, yeah, there's a 1991, and that one is the Tim Burton one. And then, all right, that's a rabbit hole to go down another time. Uh, I meant like after Pirates of the Caribbean, he did Alice in Wonderland, and then he just kept getting lazier with Jack Sparrow and uh, did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And that, <laughs> that wasn't quite, you know, J- Jack Sparrow, but it was just weird. And I don't think it worked for me. So, so if we're going to go down this rabbit hole, I think Robert Downey Jr. might fit in that category, and I hope he doesn't. Um, the Iron Man, you know, everything's going to be Iron Man esque. But I, I could, I could see that because his acting is very specific. Although, if you want a different flavor, I think I mentioned this last episode, Charlie Bartlett, the movie I saw that came out with him before Iron Man, um, and it really is. It feels different, but yeah, him, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Chef definitely feels like Iron Man, uh, very much. Um, but Ryan Reynolds, like he's doing Deadpool and like Detective Pikachu's working for me, which, which that, again, I same thing, he's got that quirky hey. sense of humor, but like, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's just the small details, like the difference, like Deadpool is definitely cynical. Yes. Uh, free guy is definitely or guy is definitely optimistic and green lantern is just oh, shit. <laughs> yeah never yeah it's not a per it's not a perfect but it's definitely better than uh johnny depp's <laughs> track record at this point um and then detective pikachu is just a caffeinated pikachu and then the <laughs> proposal i mean how could you how could you forget that masterpiece honestly i love the proposal well because betty white makes that movie get out of here oh dude better than the movie proposal is the extra like skit they did as promotional material if you've never seen it betty white is being a two-faced piece of shit and like gas She's probably great at it Oh, she's great. And she's gaslighting Ryan Reynolds in f- uh, behind Sandra Bullock's back and making Ryan Reynolds seem like a jackass when he's just like, what the fuck did you just? And she's like, oh, no, he kind of like gets a hug from Sandra Bullock and then like flicks him off like all Betty White angry. <laughs> and then Sandra Bullock like pulls Ryan to the side. And I'm telling you all this because it's going to be even better when you see it. And she's like, you that is Betty fucking White. She's a national fucking treasure. Who the fuck are you? You are Ryan Reynolds. You shut. No one knows Ryan Reynolds. People know Sandra Bullock. People know Betty White. No one fucking knows you. You learned your fucking butt. And it's as it feels nothing relating to the movie, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a masterpiece. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I went into this movie like the trailers looked good um i mean overall overall i would say it was a good movie i mean but my problem is that i like ready player one better because i get i understand those references more hey but it's it's just an updated version of that with a little 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 bit more of a twist yeah no no Um, no worries and more of an outside thing too less less in the video game more drama outside the video game too so um Um, i meant like going into this the trailers looked fine the director seems very hit or miss for me like night at the museum battle of smithsonian is like one of his best films almost as good as this one for me i didn't cry to that film so only because um, what's his name say um 
Robin Williams saved that movie. <laughs> oh. No, but honestly, like every every from the top to the bottom, Amy Adams in that movie, uh, you know, the the charge across the grass cutting from like uh, Owen Wilson and I forget the other person who's with him uh, running through the grass at like a maybe fighting a squirrel and then getting wide shots and realizing that like no nothing seems to be happening. It, it just fires on every level. And it's a great movie. I would say that's a joint plus for me. Um, the first night of the museum is quaint. It's fine. The third one really shits the bed for me. <laughs> it feels like, oh, okay. The first, the first one did a good job setting everything up. The second one, good. Third one, yeah, yeah. And then due Skip date it. with Tina Fey and Steve Carell is like <laughs> way down. I wouldn't recommend anyone watch that. And I feel really bad because I hear him talk with such pride about it, and I'm like, you definitely had a better experience watching making that movie than I did watching it. Um, so it was very, it's like uh, going into a movie with James Mangold as the director. I'm like, is this going to be Logan or is it going to be night and day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz? Cause that movie is a piece of shit and the trailer is amazing. So I was like, I was like, okay, I hope it's as good as Deadpool. I hope, I don't. I, don't, it's, it's, I, I think okay. it's gonna bomb. Unfortunately, Ready, Ready Player One uh-huh. updated, but then you take Deadpool and then you like make it more kid friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to watch, if you won't let your kids watch Deadpool, have them watch this movie. <laughs> like um, kid friendly, uh, but like honestly, like Deadpool One was solid. Deadpool Two was okay. Or it was real, real good, but I don't think it was as good as the first one, personally. No, no. Um, I mean, it, it hit on different levels, but it, it definitely wasn't as good. Yeah, and uh, but this one just blew it out of the park. I think this is my favorite Ryan Reynolds film, and uh, no joke, Proposal is real up there because they do a great job for <laughs> what it good, is. Uh, yeah. For what it is, they do a real it's, good it's job. Fine. It's fine. it's not as good as forgetting sarah marshall for me Uh, wow but that that, that's that far up there forgetting forgetting sarah marshall uh for a romantic comedy is like chef's kiss Um, i bet i bet you definitely maybe is up there too yes absolutely Mm. maybe great call and i love that i love that dad pun You just had to oh, shit the, the bed. You the just waiting. did the Night at the Museum trilogy because <laughs> you you gave a good or there was a good movie at the beginning, which was a Proposal, then an even better movie with Definitely Maybe, and then you threw in I've already forgotten the movie you just mentioned. Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity. Shit the bed. <laughs> and, then you, and then if we're going to keep going down around Reynolds films, why not? Waiting um, is amazing. The Waiting with Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. For for the longest time, I couldn't tell them apart. Honest to God, I couldn't tell Dane Cook and Ryan Reynolds apart. I, right now, I mean, if you put both of them in front of me, I could probably tell you. But back, if you give me the movie Waiting, had them on two different flashcards, flipping back and forth, I couldn't tell you which one's which. All you right. know, just part of my thing. <laughs> All right, right before uh, we get back to this movie, uh, oh, I'm trying to find it. Dane Cook. It's not going to be called this because IMDb didn't bring it up, but my best friend's girlfriend 
no, my best friend's girl is a shockingly good movie. Um, I've heard of it. So that's a good start. It's a movie that you think is going to be a piece of shit like uh, Daddy's Home. And then the, <laughs> the characters are just a little more dynamic than what you would expect if it was a good movie. Does that make sense? Like, like, oh, this is a solid movie. And these characters are exactly what I expected them to be. Plus 10% character <laughs> development <laughs> where it's like, oh, they really went above and beyond. Huh. Cool. I mean, if you're um, comparing it to Daddy's Home or Daddy's Home Two, even I didn't um, see the second one. I heard it was so bad, and you're it good. Broke my heart. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Uh, um. Other fun fact. Mm-hmm. So they had to ask Disney's permission to use all the Disney properties. I mean, it's pretty standard. Disney owns the world, so they had the idea <sighs> to put in Disney stuff in there, and so they. They cautiously asked Disney if they could use some of their properties. They suggested Star Wars. They suggested Marvel. Um, and Disney came back and just said, yes. So Ryan Reynolds came back and was like, yes to what? <laughs> they were like, yes to all of it. <laughs> I, so they, hmm. so Disney allowed them to use, use their properties and IPs. Now I really want to find out what point in the acquisition process that was. Because I'm pretty sure they wrapped filming on this before the acquisition was finalized. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, un- not 100% sure. Yeah, unless it was literally like they were halfway through production and then the acquisition finished. And they were like, okay, let's add the shield and the lightsaber. <laughs> um, well, the shield kind of plays, I wouldn't say an important role in the movie, but it, it plays, it moves the plot along. The lightsaber, I think it's just a background thing. I don't really think the lightsaber was really used, was it? It was. It was. It was used in the fight with Dude right after the shield. And mind you, both of them came with the most, I have to imagine, most expensive songs from their respective franchises. So it wasn't just the prop because you could you could like uh, fake a lightsaber, and you, and, could, you could yeah you could change yeah. it enough. and ju- and just be like, is that a yeah. And you're done. You're good. Just don't make the very spit. Change the noise of vroom to vroom, and you're good. <laughs> Maybe have it spark right as it comes out. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. And then done. You've you've covered all your bases and you are clear. Um, but like to have the music and have the thing, even in the special features, you saw the shield and it's blurred out because they didn't have the legal right to use it in the special features. <laughs> they only had the right to use it in just, the movie. just to the movie. Yeah. And uh, I mean, shit, even in swingers, the hearing the process of how they got the Jaws music for an independent film, even if it wasn't expensive, you know, they didn't have to pay a lot of mo- money. It was like one in a billion shot. And I, unfortunately, I insulted Steven Spielberg a little earlier in this, but uh, he gave him the rights to it. And that was very nice of him and gracious. I'm sure, I'm sure um, Steven, you know, as we like to call him because we're friends, um, I'm sure he'll forgive us on this one because he listens to this podcast. And I'm <laughs> sure he'll, he'll be okay with it. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. St- thanks, thanks, Steven. Yeah. Sorry, Steve O2. <laughs> um so what did you think of the choice of the song that they used 
Mariah Carey oh, I fantasy. I loved it. Do you, do you that wanna, was so out of that was so out of left field. I don't even <laughs> ca- the number of times I was watching it dancing on camera and like talking about the like wondering where this ranked in terms of uh, jukebox perfection. <laughs> I was literally saying this and Ted Lasso are like fucking perfect. I Ted Lasso I think is even better because there's more obscure songs that I had never heard, but it always seems to fit for me. But I I fucking lo- I was here how, for it. How, how do you th- how do you think that went? Like how do you how do you think that whole meeting went? Do you think Ryan Reynolds you know bumped into Mariah Carey on a red carpet somewhere or some you know music awards and was like hey. I, I really like that song fantasy. Can I use it in my next movie? And she's just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody wants that song. Do you want it? <laughs> my, my best guess. And before I answer, I'm going to say even their uh, re re recording or whatever they did for the big dramatic end. Whew, mm. uh, that hit. So, so much for me. Um, I imagine that Mariah Carey is a lot like Brad Pitt. And here's why. Um, in Deadpool, this is, this is super super interesting because I'm I'm ready I'm ready for this. That's super interesting that you're going to compare those two. Yeah, it's like six degrees of separation, but like better. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why. Uh, Deadpool two, Brad Pitt has a cameo so quick you could miss it. Uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back though. Before his character was off screen again, I yelled out Brad Pitt in the theater. I was like Brad Pitt. Um, the way he was brought onto that film and he was paid scale. So like Haka changed him. Like he, he essentially got paid a penny in terms of in relative terms of his wealth and you know how much he does get paid to be on film. And they were like, they explained the bit, the joke. And he was like, if Ryan gets me a cup of coffee, I'm in. And I, th- I think it was a joke <laughs> the way Ryan Reynolds says it. Cause he was like, I got him the coffee. I don't think he even fucking remembered, but I got him the coffee. <laughs> um, and uh, Mariah Carey <sighs> was in one of the heaviest fucking movies I've ever seen. Precious. Okay. That's a good, good movie. No makeup, no nothing. Strip back every single fiber of what you imagine in your head to be the brand of Mariah Carey gone. Like I would, I would say fair, you know, it'd be like if Cardi B didn't have nails or hair, you know, the hairstyle shit, you can see it in your head. Uh, You just be like, Oh shit. That's, that's an interesting look for Cardi B. That's not what I could, I would imagine. So, if she and you know that's not precious was not a movie with a big budget either so i think if she can put all that glitz and glamour and pride aside or safety net and just dive into this raw project with none of the safety net that she has in her career in her image I think the conversation probably played out a lot like the conversation did asking Brad Pitt to be in Deadpool 2. Where like, look, this is a story, like this is a story of just 
really the most innocent kind of guy finding his worth in the world and his place and inspiring those around him. And this is the, this is the song that will open his eyes to the possibility of life and bring him and the people around him into a better place emotionally. Whew. Whew. Especially with Ryan Reynolds saying that, because I know he could say that a million times better than I could. Yeah. I think I think Mariah would be like, "Fuck, what do we need? What do did, I need to do to get this?" Did, did she actually listen to the words he said, or is he just was she just staring at him, oh, watching no, I, his mouth move? <laughs> I pulled that all out of my ass, so I'm not <laughs> referencing like uh, an interview like you have been. That's just complete theory. I think if she, if he uh, explained that like that in his own way, hell yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, hey, Mariah, can we uh, give you like two million to use this song in the movie? I think she'd also be like, yo, what's up, Ryan? Hell yeah. Two million? Good. So, this sounds so like you spe- planned. So speaking of that, mm-hmm. without looking, what do you think the budget was for this movie? Ooh. Whew. I don't know because all right, I'm gonna Cause, I'm gonna cause give... you're, you're saying because you're saying two million for Mariah Carey. Let's round off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. The easy guess would be two hundred million, but that's not the guess I'm going to make because I think Sean Levy is is uh, is very experienced with VFX, and I could see him being more of a Tim Miller, like the budget of Deadpool one. Look how low that was. However, it's a lot more dynamic, a lot more complicated than Deadpool one was. So I'm going to say. It would be really, I, I would not be surprised if it was $220 million, but I'm going to guess no marketing included, uh, $150 million or less. If you guessed $150 million or less, you'd be right. Um, the budget was between $100 and $125 mil. Yo, I almost went 100 but I wasn't that well, confident. I mean, they've outside of Ryan Reynolds, I mean, most of their big actors are cameos mm-hmm. or short time on film. Um, so, I mean, a lot of their other actors are lower actors that we talked about the um molotov girl that's her first major movie um the other guy's been in a couple other movies i've got keys or whatever um he's been in stranger a things stranger things yeah i forgot about that so i mean he's not overly popular he's you're not talking brad pitt you're not talking like a-list celebrities so i mean i could see where you're pinching pennies um getting the rock to do cameos stuff like that to do over vo- iphone voice memos <laughs> yeah yeah to- i i can see it i was just considering how you know tim miller it was a lifelong vfx artist and deadpool one i think was a hundred million let me fact check that and it was nowhere near as i typed near instead of budget um nowhere near as 58 million dollars holy shit five eight if i knew the correct answer to the budget of deadpool one i would have gone 100 to 125 fuck i thought that see all right yeah because that's that's crazy yeah that's super crazy no no offense to deadpool one but it is not gonna have fucking buildings creating uh you know uh, bridge that's probably all their effects budget i i mean <laughs> deadpool one had a fucking hell uh, uh 
essentially rotting helicarrier that fell over. And that was the most complicated VFX shot. And like every time there's VFX or like clearly VFX, game VFX, it's already that complicated. <laughs> so 100 to 125. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, I actually I would because I don't think they would have mended uh, bridges, but I, w- I was going to say I wouldn't have been surprised if Tim Miller was brought on to do all the VFX. Well, and, and all like the, because they filmed it in two different, they filmed it in two different lenses, one lens for the real world, one lens for the video game world. Ooh. I'm liking all these. I wish this was in the special features. I didn't get that. Yeah. It I mean, me I, a I, lot more shit than the special features did. Yeah. You too, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so they filmed it in two different lenses. Um, they added so many like random things in the background too. There's a couple times where like NPCs would just like bump into trash cans and just repeatedly bump into trash cans for absolutely no reason. <laughs> um, there was one time there was a guy with his hands up. And like, I think somebody jumps into the car and he kind of like turns himself awkwardly to face the car to keep his hands up facing the car. (laughs) I only noticed the background stuff that we're supposed to notice, like him saving that one guy and then the other guy coming and shooting, shoots him and then teabags him. (laughs) Uh, But one, one of the things that made me um, think of like Scott Pilgrim and especially the movie kick-ass was details like the trash cans filled with <laughs> just orange the, coffee just, cups just the orange coffee cups because that's all they drink yeah and really, if you look at if you look yeah, at the sign the, 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 sorry. If, you look at the, if you look at the sign on the coffee thing it says yeah. like coffee strong coffee weak coffee super strong coffee super weak coffee coffee with cream <laughs> coffee without cream coffee with sugar coffee without sugar which is just coffee. <laughs> so if you if you actually like read the coffee signs, I like went that far into detail with some of that stuff. Yeah. The the reason I specifically thought of Kick Ass is because that movie does a great job of making very specific sets that don't feel like we'd find them in this world, but more in the kick ass world. So and it's not as uh robust as this one, obviously, but like the comic book shop. Have you seen the first Kick-Ass? Yes. All right. So the comic book shop definitely feels like, oh, this is a cool place. I never would find a comic book shop that has a full working cafe and is actually, you know, <laughs> that successful anymore. <laughs> but it definitely feels like a Kick-Ass comic shop. And pun wasn't intended, but I'll let it stand. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I'm scared that we're getting the sequel. I'm excited. They, I'm they, scared. They, they intentionally set it up for a sequel. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm much more comfortable knowing that they have, that they had like a dream for a sequel before they finish. Cause if they were like, all right, let's make free guy. It probably won't be successful enough for a sequel, especially on Disney's terms. <laughs> But man, this is the most fulfilling, awesome. I mean, Ryan Reynolds has said this is like his favorite movie he's ever made. Um, Which is crazy to me. Crazy. I'm not surprised at all, considering how it how it affected me. Um, but but if he was like, this is our one shot and let's just be real. 
this is not going to make a new franchise. And then he, they all had to figure out a sequel. I'd be a lot more scared, but yeah. I mean, hopefully they do better than ready player two. So (laughs) (sighs) is Steven Spielberg directing that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I just, I just have low expectations. <laughs> Speaking of Steven Spielberg, that's a great, uh, great reference uh, or great example. Uh, Jaws two, Jurassic Park two. <laughs> I'm sure Steven de- never goes into a film or never finishes the film with like, you know, I got my sequel idea fully developed. Um, just pay me my ransom and I'll give it to you. <laughs> um. So that makes me more comfortable. I also don't envy that they have to follow it up because what an ending. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Buddy coming back was like a reshoot where they're like, but I like the actor. Let's just have him, let's just <laughs> have came, him come but back. He, but he came back and get out. So why can't he come back in this movie? <laughs> yeah, that uh, fun fact, quote unquote fun fact. Um, they were originally going to have the person in the cop car just be a cop and assume the worst. And same thing for blind spotting. Actually, Colin was gonna, I'm not going to say anything because uh, that would imply a different ending for blind spotting. I don't want to or imply the, what the real ending is, but get out the ending. They were going to have a cop assume the worst and yeah. I, I watched the the alternate endings. I think there's three of them total, two or three of them total. Oh, I didn't know they actually released them. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, uh, they're on, I, they're on the special features of the Blu-ray. Yeah, but but Jordan Peele said that after uh, all the stuff that was happening in the real world, he, he felt it would be cruel to do that. Although a lot of I've heard other people, and I think I agree. I, I wonder if it was the right choice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that'll be an answer. The answer only history can tell us. Kind of like the ending of I Am Legend, which they definitely chose the wrong one because <laughs> <laughs> the original ending was much better, and it's on the Blu-rays. Um, what? What? Which part of the movie, like, do you want to focus on? Because honestly, um, there's so much that i could talk about yeah i mean all the references all the marketing um even ryan reynolds's um gin gin bottle is kind of appear makes an appearance in there oh it did i didn't yeah. notice when he I first puts on the glasses that's, that's one of the bottles on the ground oh. that you could pick up i uh, i noticed in six underground but no one ever said michael bay's subtle <laughs> <laughs> um but let's 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 talk about the ending a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, so the servers are being shut down. Um, Millie and Keys are fighting against, in the real world, fighting against the boss from shutting everything down, who's going down to the basements to, doesn't work like this, um, hack all the servers to pieces <laughs> um, while Ryan Reynolds is trying to find the game code that they originally created. He recognizes the first off. He gets doesn't get beat by dude or whatever awesome dude catchphrase. Dude, there's three things I love in life: kicking ass, 
TBD. Third thing here. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's basically having his chest caved in, and he's trying to figure out. Uh, Buddy uses the portal to throw the glasses to him, and he's trying to figure out the best weapon. And and this is what this also hit me on the second time. I I almost teared up or was tearing up a lot more than I did the first time. Um, and the reason I teared up, I didn't cry, but I teared up at this point was because in guy fashion, he found the most nonviolent way to beat dude, which is put the glasses on him. He stopped, he stopped biting. Yeah, well, because he got he was tripping out like Ryan Reynolds did the first time he put the glasses on and was like, what is all this crap? That <laughs> 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 <A> phrase. <laughs> I can bench press a sentence. Um, but, so, um, so, and I'm drawing a blank on how he got from, because they had to, they had to make him realize they had to have Millie go back in, explain to Millie everything that happened and how he was able to change his AI from just AI to the evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember how he like, doesn't he like die and they have to re refigure everything out after they shut down the servers the first time. Yeah. So everything resets and she goes to him walking with buddy and he's very confused and she's tries telling him about the bubble gum ice cream the swings the song all the things uh she actually didn't use the song which i thought was oh. interesting when she first tried. Well, cause I, that's because she doesn't recognize it until after he tells them keys tells her about it at the end of the movie that makes sense um and then she gives up telling keys like there's no time i can't do it and he like motivates her to get back in, tells her about the art. I think she, I don't remember if it was this part. Anyway, um, she abducts him from the bank. She's at three stars out of five, you know, Grand Theft Auto scale. And he is metaphorically shitting his pants. And she, she uh, takes out a bazooka, shoots the cop car that's coming after her and kisses him just like she found the button just like he found the button and that, oh, that, and, that, that, and, was, that was pretty funny though and then i then the song comes in and you see visualized all the uh the ai being created like how keys showed her on the laptop uh and he's back he remembers everything and he remembers where he saw the island and he shows her the the blinds which i thought was wow that was so clever because that first time I watched it, I didn't. It's the second time I watched it, I forgot, and I didn't. I was like, "Yeah, he's just flipping the flipping the blinds." And I think, if I remember right, you can actually in one of the interviews they said that you can actually see that world when he flips the blinds the first time in the beginning of the movie. You can actually see it, and they intentionally put that in there as like a everything's pretty obvious, but you don't see it kind of thing. I totally believe it. I think they had a wider shot though, so I'm gonna have to go back and like pay attention in anticipation. But I, I just knew that it, I know it has to be there. The like everybody working on this movie is yeah. just firing on all cylinders. So then he has to run down the bridge that's collapsing with Buddy, and 
Um, while he, while he's doing that, the servers are being shut down and collapsing behind him. And I mean, overall, I, I would say the ending was solid. Um, cheesy. <laughs> yeah. But, but overall, it's solid. Yeah. And, uh, and what is it? The, uh, I'm going to call him the best friend, the guy who was in blind spotting. Um, um Mouser, Mouser, or something like that. It was like, yeah. Um, but he, he's the first one to, to like in the server room, he's like, I'm not going to tell you where it is because you're nuts. And <laughs> you know what? Actually, a real, small moment that i'm just going to attribute to like guys uh inspirational spirit kind of affecting everybody just a little bit you know ted lasso kind of does that to everybody around him um uh oh i forgot his name taika waititi's character says security and like the security guy comes and like goes to grab him and you kind of in the background like not the focus he's like you can call him by his real name <laughs> the security guard and I, I just love that there's a small small touch chef's kiss um and then uh keys had seen them going in so he warned millie she's running over and the most crucial thing i think keys does well besides making the bridge it was streaming the gameplay to the whole world because the second he gets through and shows the island, boom, game's up or the the jig is up. Jigs up. Uh, so yeah, is that is that what you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I I, I just I thought it was interesting. I thought it was kind of, it was cheesy. Um, and then after that, once they're you know developing their own game, I'm now assuming that they're millionaires or whatever because they could prove that their code was stolen and used in that in that game. Oh, um, Millie gave it up. Millie gave the money up. Oh, right. Yeah, she made that deal for Which not to destroy the server. Beautiful. Like, whoo. But, uh, so, I mean, I, I have no <laughs> doubt that one day they will be. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But this is definitely uh, Silicon well, think, Valley episode one. <laughs> wasn't, um, didn't they say, like, right after that, like, the advertisements on TV were like, oh, um, I forgot what the original game was called. It shut down, but everybody's now playing the the their new game, Keys and Millie's new game. I thought there was like a news news article or news news flash kind of thing for it. So. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. I remember that they said that uh, Free City 2's sales kept falling. Yeah, um, and, that, so and that everybody had switched over to uh, I forgot what it, what was called their their new game. Okay, uh, so I'm pretty sure it's in the news article, and then it's kind of funny because typically the guy's the oblivious one to when like a girl likes a guy, the guy's the oblivious one, but she had to have it explained to him by her best by his best friend. No, 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 you're the oblivious one. He put he did all this for you, mocked his character after you, for in order to level up this guy, he had to find you in specific. Honestly going into my rewatch that was my favorite part of the film to remember because it it was so i think it was a little heavy even though i missed it the first time i think it was a little heavy-handed during the interview where the interviewer was like there's some chemistry between you two anything ever i, I would have cut that if it was me because i think everything else that they put in was chef's kiss so many chefs and so many <laughs> um 
but like you know i was just watching it and i was like wow this is really kind of it actually is now reminding me of ready player one the ending it's like wow this is really mature of him to like be letting her go even though it's part of who guy is like literally his code and i was like oh wow this is a this is a nice ending and then just put put into the 11th gear and when he started telling her like he realized it and i don't blame her you know she's you know you know somebody that long as friends right under your nose yeah it's hard to see things otherwise yeah um and that that just that the last puzzle piece clicked into place and i was like oh shit (laughs) well he tried to explain it to her the first time through like that video conference kind of like a zoom picture um when they flash back to it of like him talking through all the decisions on you know how to unlock the character i did this for these reasons because they're your favorite things um so he tries to explain it to her the first time but i think she's too unlocked into the game to realize what he's talking about and he chickens Um, out just a little bit yeah he 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 pumps the brake a little bit but um but i did like that he he hid that extra video in the code for her to find because <laughs> like that's i mean yeah and just i'll give the same uh empathy to him you know it can be really hard to just put your put put a whole friendship on the line and put yourself out there and be you know especially if you're the character quote-unquote character love lauren i don't don't blame him for uh being a little chicken about it you know yeah that's that sounded mean but you know i mean mean, it's 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 a hard thing to do so i mean it's not it's not so much chicken out it's just something that's hard to do it's hard to you know profess your love to somebody like that so but overall overall i I would say it's it's solid like i said like i said at the beginning it's it's for me it's a joint you watch it once you probably watch it twice i mean it's good it's not going to be i don't think it's going to you know replace any movies in your movie collection it's not going to move its way to the front by any means but it's it's a solid movie i would say you know watch it once or twice i mean maybe a year or two down the line watch it again but yeah um This is a movie I would really like to break down with like a hardcore gamer and <laughs> get all yeah. the references because that is. I mean, it, and that, that would take forever too. Because I mean, there was like a, a Halo Warthog in there. Um, obviously, the whole huh. beginning, the whole beginning was like the drop in from from Fortnite into the car chase scene where like the um, parachute drops onto the car behind him and he starts blowing up things. Uh, very Grand Theft Auto like. Is the part I'm, where I'm, uh, the two quote unquote cops building all the shit like is that Fortnite us? Because I've played Fortnite yeah. for a grand total of five minutes, but I've yeah. seen more like videos yeah. about it. Yeah, it's Fortnite esque because you can build buildings and you know room, you know uh, one by run rooms and stuff like that, and with staircases and stuff like that, so ramps. Um, yeah, but that, I'm sure it would if if somebody w- wanted to do that, I bet you that'd be like. 40 hours of just watching this movie and frame by frame going through and finding <laughs> all these things because I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's crazy how, how they figured out all this. And somebody on that, 
somebody on the team's got to be a really big nerd. <laughs> no, yeah. And in the special features, like both of them are like, we're not pretending like we're the experts, but this script was in such a great place and we felt so inspired that we really just wanted to like deliver. And I- I've seen movies where they say the same thing and I can just tell, even if I'm not in the culture, that they shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they shit the bed somewhere here or there, got something wrong, yada, yada, yada. But if I had to bet, I'd say they got a passing grade, if not like one with flying colors. Because, uh, whoo. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm going through Portal Gun, we talked about. Yep. Um, he uses Mega Man's arm for, to shoot him with some, uh, shoot him once. The blue cannon arm. My um, my daughter pointed out a Fortnite weapon that he used after yep, uh, the, um, the llama dude. I yeah, don't know the, I don't even know. It's what a that pickaxe means. with a llama on it. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I, I actually remember which yeah. one you're talking about. It's like blue and light purple. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So I it would take forever to go through and break down, and then some of the references are they're probably obscure enough that figure it out eventually but i think it'd be i think that'd be a tough job i'm not looking forward to it i'm sure there's already a youtube video by new rock stars about it (laughs) (laughs) that that have watched this movie more times than you me and everybody listening to this review (laughs) and uh, and i'm i actually don't think uh or i i'd be surprised if it was a new rock star that did it because they usually do comics. Um, but anyway, anything else, sir? Um, no, I think I'm, I think I've wrapped this movie up. If you, if you're, if you're too young for ready player one, this is probably for you. If you watch this movie and you're like, man, this is all too new. Then I would say step back, watch ready player one. <laughs> um, is this movie better than deadpool one to you or no um no just because of how much i like deadpool uh as a character fair enough um if it was played by anybody other than ryan reynolds at this point i don't think i could watch it (laughs) uh deadpool or free deadpool deadpool um Um, free guy i don't i don't think you could replace ryan reynolds I think in in this movie he just does such a good job that I don't think you could replace him with anybody else. Yeah, yeah I, uh, for me this one outdoes Deadpool by a bit, um, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm more the like the more mature themes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a uh, an insult. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, I'm, I'm just not a Disney person. I'm not. I like that Disney's acquired some really good things now in the last couple of years. Marvel, Disney, or Marvel, Star Wars, stuff like that. But Deadpool, you know, Deadpool. <laughs> but I'm just not, just not a Disney person. That's interesting. I grew, I grew, I grew up watching the movies, Lion, uh, Lion King, stuff like that, the older ones, but just never stuck with me. Which is funny because I I live just outside of Disneyland, so Disney World, Disneyland, whichever one is in Central Florida. It's interesting you say that because this movie doesn't strike me as a Disney movie. And I don't know how to describe, especially the modern Disney movies, 
what that feels like, but um, it's changed a lot. The the modern Disney feel has changed dramatically over the last mm, five years. Yeah, all the live action movies, all the stuff that they've redone, everything they've acquired. I mean that the Disney has changed. It's not Disney of old. Yeah, I don't know how to how to describe it. I get where you're coming from, but this I don't know this this hit a very specific bullseye for me, and it doesn't feel like hmm, I'll have to think on that. But uh, yeah, I I wouldn't call him a Disney prince. <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel no. uh, or a Disney princess, since he's the fish out of water. <laughs> finding his purpose um uh yeah yeah it's i mean i'm i it sucks that it got released in kind of a, a weird time mm-hmm. i wish this i wish this could have hit pre-pandemic there's movies that i'm glad that hit after but this is one of those movies i wish would have hit beforehand i think it would have done better i think uh, um mo- more money-wise it would have done way better yeah i mean i think there's definitely some films that have benefited from the pandemic um being able to be seen at home you know hbo plus stuff like or hbo max whatever yeah um, disney plus but i think this movie definitely got hurt by i think had we not had the pandemic i think this would have done a lot better I, i think this would have like tripled tripled what it grossed yeah i could see like dune part one benefiting and we'll have to see if my theory about that is true based on the box office of dune part two although that's kind of skewed because it'll have the everyone's familiarity with dune part one um i would guess that pre-pandemic this movie would have had like a nice opening weekend a, a dip and then word of mouth would help bring it back up and then it would get to the level you're talking about. Um, but I, but I don't to say, I don't, ugh, what I'm trying to say is I don't think it would have been an instant hit where like where it really just broke records right out of the gate. Cause I'm thinking about how much competition it would have had uh, with all the other movies coming out pre pandemic. I also don't remember what the original release date was. Um, um, I didn't. I didn't see which one it was. Uh, I know it was. Um, actually, I got it right here. Uh, July third, twenty twenty. Okay, so that's before all the Disney Plus Marvel shows came out. I think if <laughs> pre-pandemic, if it was coming out the same time as the Disney Plus Marvel shows, I think it might have gotten drowned out in the noise. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just a, as of November seventh, twenty twenty one, it only in the United States it only grossed one or one hundred and twenty one million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think had this had this come out pre pandemic, I think I think it would have easily been three hundred thousand. <sighs> three three hundred million. Sorry, three hundred million. Yeah, it it definitely would have made what the, I think the first. Deadpool made like eight hundred million. It definitely would have made half a half a billion dollars. Um, right now, it's sitting at three hundred thirty-one point one million at the box office, which 
you just gave me a lot of hope for the king's man <laughs> i mean i mean i i think there are some movies that that definitely benefited from having hbo plus or max or whatever it is disney plus streaming service here um versus being in theaters i think mortal Kombat traditionally does not do well in movie theaters i think being able to see it at home i think definitely helped people see that movie i think more people have seen that movie now because it was on hbo versus going to the movie theater because i i wouldn't pay i wasn't gonna (laughs) 14 dollars, whatever it is now to go to a movie and another 600 at the popcorn stand but i I don't think i would have used my amca list for mortal Kombat. sorry um it it was it was an intense experience but um i i'll say one more thing about giving me hope for the king's man i wouldn't be surprised if free guy 2 got uh greenlit or let me rephrase that i wouldn't be surprised if wanting to strengthen their relationship with ryan reynolds was an integral part in their choice to greenlight free guy too especially since they are very excited for all the deadpool money (laughs) um and and also to kind of not have them typecast into a certain role mm -hmm. and also have his popularity off deadpool bring money in elsewhere and other avenues and hell i mean it's just better for them if they have two franchises with him in their uh, <laughs> in their pocketbook than one franchise with him and him with the looking for another franchise elsewhere, like even uh, Red Notice or whatever it's called on Netflix. At least now they're like, well, we got two franchises with Ryan Reynolds. Um, and on August 14th of 2021, following... The film's successful first day box office gross. Ryan Ryan Reynolds confirmed that Disney wanted a sequel. Mm. So it's already been confirmed that Disney wants a sequel. They set it up for a sequel. Um, it doesn't say whether or not they're doing a sequel. Uh, what do you What do you think the sequel? Do you think the sequel would have Ryan Reynolds in it? Where do, oh, where do you think? Oh, where do, where do you, I don't think Ryan Reynolds would do it with. Where do you think this would go? Like, I have no fucking idea, and I am glad I'm. It's not my responsibility. I, good, I will. I, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, I will say one. I wonder if Disney would have greenlit Free Guy too if they had seen the final box office numbers. But um, I mean, instead of just like getting excited on those first day grosses, uh. I don't know. I have to imagine. Hmm. Does he does he break out of the video game somehow? That's the part does, I'm scared of. Because if it's a Wreck-It it, Ralph two, you know, Ralph breaks the internet. I've not seen it because I heard not great things. Or it's, it's uh, not terrible. Half baked, like it's half baked. Like it's yeah, it, does, it it's, doesn't live up to the original. It's not awful. Yeah, but like Wrecker Ralph one was such such a perfect alchemy to it. Um, ooh, it's gonna be really hard to make a Toy Story two. Let's say that <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Wrecker Ralph two has shown us that it's not easy. And I don't know, uh, maybe maybe guys' thing is a 
a problem that originates from this free world. Like maybe it starts getting corrupted and they need to decide between starting a new server and like choosing the the good people to take over and then shutting down the server of the toxic people or figuring out a way or having to decide between giving those toxic people that have originated within this free world uh a second chance at redemption um and i wouldn't be surprised if they change it up a bit like call it not free girl not because that would be bad that a girl is in the title but that would seem lazy like oh now we gotta now we got and and, and it's, it's it's free guy and guy is his name not the fact of his gender yeah, just I mean, they could call the person girl or, you know, yeah, and, I guess, and actually but, do it. but I wouldn't be surprised if they called it free world. And then um, maybe part of that evolution of that insular world is like robots. Like you could have guy inhabit a physical being in the real world and bring those two worlds closer together. All of a sudden, he's controlling your Roomba. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, hey, I that would if that's how they did it, and they're the ones doing it. Like the team that did this comes back fully, and they don't replace the director or whatnot. Then I'd be very excited. But that's my best. Your best pitch. Yeah, I'm not gonna invest more energy into the pitch because I don't want to f- fall in love with some idea that ultimately i think is going to be worse than whatever they come up with because i trust (laughs) i trust that they're going to do a better job than anything i could uh, come up with yeah i just have i just have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to have a a falling out between keys and millie Mm, that would feel lazy yeah well that's why that's what i'm saying that's that's my sneaking suspicion yeah, that's the that's the one thing I don't know. How you continue the Keys and Millie and best friend story without you know going down a really narrow trope. All right, right before we wrap up, hey Maddie, I saw her in the back. Madeline, are you? You're. Did you come in? Okay. <laughs> she had a blanket around her, so I was like, is she decent? She's decent. What'd you think of Free Guy? You want to say something? You don't want to say something? Th- thumbs up or thumbs down? Then? Uh, that's a blanket. <laughs> it's a thumbs up from Maddie. All right. <laughs> now the real question is if she's seen Ready Player One or not. <laughs> Maddie, have you seen? Yeah, she has. See? Boom. Yeah. Way better movie. Say she gave two thumbs up. You didn't even see it. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say this quietly because she will strike me uh, if she hears me. But she thinks that playing with fire with John Cena is a great movie. So let's oh, come let's on. just come on. Give her some I'm, time. Uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just saying she needs she needs more time to develop. I don't even know how you, I don't even know how you see that. <laughs> You can't even see him. I don't. Even, I don't even know how you play with fire. Fire floating here. 
Uh, I appreciate your joke, and I also appreciate that John Cena still loves that joke. <laughs> it's got to be so old coming to him. Like if you were to go, I, I, can, I can't imagine that. That gets so old to me. <laughs> totally, and on it, like, but during this, the the uh, press for the Suicide Squad, he they were like, "You ever get tired of it?" And he was like, "No. Why would I ever get tired? Why would I ever?" And I was like, "There's two options. One, he's not tired of it, and that's awesome." Or two, he is tired of it, but he's just so nice, and he's not gonna, he's not gonna make feel people feel bad about what they're passionate about, especially if they're not hurting anybody. And I'm like, no. either either way, that's just a gentlemanly move in my book. Yeah, I just I would get so tired of that. And not, if it came from like, you know, a kid, I would play it 100. percent Oh yeah, 100. percent But I mean, like a grown adult that you know, like me or you, come up to him and you know, can't see me kind of thing. I'd be like, no, dude, take a oh, hike. <laughs> totally. I'd be tired of that one year after I retired from uh, wrestling, if I had ever done wrestling. But I just, I I wish I could be so um, gracious and, it, and not just gracious, but it, in a way that it really doesn't show on my face <laughs> that I'm lying. Because <laughs> I'd be like, no. No, it's fine. Why would I ever, you know, spit in the face of the people who helped my career? And you just see it. I'm like, okay, he is sick. I just, you know, I was like, what are those guys? I mean, you see that a lot with like, like sports stars and older, like old, old movie people that then you got kind of typecast into a certain movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you came up to Rob Downey Jr. and called him Iron Man, you know, he'd probably be okay with it for now. You came up to him 15 years from now and called him Iron Man again. He'd probably be like, dude, get over it. That was 20 something years ago. Any interview with Harrison Ford, if they ask if he shot first, he's yeah. just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Harrison Ford's a real one, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he, he, will, he will tell you what he feels. Yeah. The way he says it, e- either option, either the John Cena option or the Harrison Ford option, because I never feel bad when Harrison Ford is like, I don't give a fuck it doesn't make <laughs> me feel bad about loving star wars you know yeah so <laughs> in, in my world i would be harrison ford yeah and because i, I get so tired of some of that stuff yeah i know i can't i don't think i could hit that perfect note i trust that you could <laughs> <laughs> but me i don't think i could i don't know i just have a i, I don't know maybe i'm scared of embracing my forthcoming cantankerous mood what is it can i don't know what the word see i'm gonna grow up and be the grumpy old guy that says get off my lawn that's gonna be me inside and i'm gonna be constantly fighting it because i'm just like oh i don't want to be i'm i'm gonna end up being that kicking and screaming and then one day i'm just gonna not give a fuck (laughs) and and i'm gonna buy a shotgun and no no shells it's just going to be a prop shotgun on my lawn i'm gonna be like get off my lawn and then all of a sudden this movie turns into grand torino somehow i have no idea how that worked out <laughs> i've never seen grand torino oh it, it's a good movie i mean it's i don't think it'll age well um mm. like a lot of um a lot clint of those movies. movies clint, clint eastwood movies i think it's not gonna age well uh, i think it's already not aging well oh, yeah. but um I mean, overall, it's a good movie. If you take it really, 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 really loosely, it's a good movie. Um, it's about somebody who, you know, has 
some predetermined notions that other classes of society are not equal to him. And then he kind of learns otherwise. So if you take it, if you, if you just know that about the movie, you'd, you'd say, oh, it's not that bad of a movie, but you know, on the inside, Clint Eastwood's not like that. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I could see that a little bit in uh, the one that I did see, which was uh, when he was the drug mule and Bradley Cooper was hunting him. And oh, um, that's actually relatively new too. Yeah, I saw it a few years ago. Yeah, it was, it was solid. It was nothing like crazy, but it was interesting. I think it was based I mean, on a true story. Yeah, even if you do, what's the what the what's the boxing movie with him? Oh, Million Dollar Baby. But, yeah. Even even if you take it like that, I mean, he didn't really believe in believe in her because she was a girl for for three quarters of the movie. But yeah, yeah, I I I kind of admire the fact that he was a prick for that long, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like got proven wrong, you know what I mean? Because I, I just I hope think, he's not I like th- that in real life. Oh yeah, definitely. I hope he's not. And I don't think he, I have, I hope that him being able to show that he's wrong in that light, especially when he's in control is a sign that he's not like that in real life. Cause, um, yeah, anyway, I think I've said this to you before in the no time to die review, we still need asshole characters and yes, but, it's, but but you need to go go about it and do it the right way. You just got to stop framing them as right. Yes. Yeah. You. Yeah. <sighs> that's, that, that, oh, okay. <laughs> that was a weird way to end our review of Free Guy. <laughs> and, on last, note, uh, and on and, that note, don't have a good day. Have a great day. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, what is it? We, we kind of got this from the last one. We'll just, and I'll stop the recording. You're going to hear the story of, uh, how I almost died. Possibly the much anticipated, but we're going to end this by saying each of us saying that movie was a blah or an, and then mine. And I'll just cut it. Uh, as we're elongating our rating. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, wait, we got to say our names. My name is Brian. If you want to talk about these movies, go to Movies Are Dope. And your name is? Brad F912. Boom. That's his legal name and his Instagram. And this movie was? A joint. Inedible. Oh, wait, let's, let's do that one more time, but just say the word as long as possible, our rating. Want to say it together? Sure. The all right, three, two, one. This, this movie, movie was inedible. All right, this is going to be at the end, Brad, because at the beginning of the podcast, everyone wants to hear the review of the movie, and this is the story that I'll be that I will have teased at the beginning of Life and Death. I teased you over the uh, over text about it and let me put my video on there we go can you see me yeah what is that uh uh, i fell off my bicycle on saturday and 
in hindsight, no joke. I, I don't know that you've known me long enough that you know that I'm not, or that you could know conclusively that I'm not a drama queen or drama king. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like embellishing stories to make things dramatic. But um, based on the amount of blood, I actually think I almost bled out, like bled to death on Saturday, um, especially because my pillow, which I'm, I've retired, like <laughs> my bathroom looked like a murder scene. My bed sheets looked like a murder scene. My pillow looked like a murder scene and the wall, thankfully, every blood cleans off real easy uh, don't tell murderers that i mean there's proteins in blood that'll still show up so <laughs> i mean maybe i shouldn't tell them that maybe i should tell them <laughs> it, it cleans up real easy um but if you haven't murdered and you're considering it then i'll mention the proteins part i only say that because we just watched gone girl so oh yeah but um and the uh the color of my feet, the paleness, I actually think I lost a large amount of blood that I almost died because I didn't even realize. Because when I was based on where the blood was on the wall, um, I was asleep and still bleeding by the yeah. time I felt that's a little dangerous. I mean, I know, and for people that can't see it, it's like right above your kind of like your temple area. And, um, oh, and by the way, this this thing that looks like a black eye, that's fresh. I don't know why. It's two it's been two days. It's a Monday we're recording this. Well, and don't tell that's us. new. Is, is that the gorilla that escaped from the zoo? I have no idea what what reference that is. <laughs> Adam Adam Sandler, um the football one. Um uh heart the water the heart, boy. The, oh, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, one. the water boy. He he one of his excuses for playing football is he told his mom or he had came home with a black eye. His mom thinks football's the devil. Um, so he said a gorilla escaped from the zoo and punched him in the eye. That's why he had a black eye. Is so that what up. actually happened in the movie? No, okay. no, he's playing football, right. but I, I wouldn't have been surprised in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah. So she was putting up like wanted signs for the gorilla that escaped from the zoo. <laughs> gotcha. Well, my face looks very misshapen. And I have taken no photos of all the blood I previously mentioned, because if my landlord ever asks, this is a funny story that I just, I am a drama king. Um, Yeah, not putting that evidence anywhere. Uh, But. Do you have stitches or no? No. Uh, From from here, it looks like it's on the video. It kind of looks like there could be. Oh, no, that's, that's the clotting. It just clotted and it's nice. still swollen and yeah, the new black eye looking thing is a little concerning to me because it's two days later, but yeah, yeah. no, nah, I'm sure it's all right. I'm sure that's part of the healing process that or, or internal bleeding near my yeah. brain. Yeah. That or your daughter, you know, tried to wake you up this morning and just punched in the eye. Oh no. I pick her up on Mondays. Oh, see. <laughs> tried um but uh yeah 
Uh, I, I genuinely, it, it didn't, uh, it obviously didn't feel dramatic at the time because I was concussed and passing out and bleeding. <laughs> yes. Usually. Uh, so was it, was it like, so give us the details. Was it like squirting? Was it like, you know, no, water yeah, fall out of your head? No, hon- like honest, no, honestly, I'm not kidding. Think of, think of Carrie. Like that's honestly what it must have looked like. Pretty close. <laughs> I, I wasn't drenched, but my bathroom was. And I literally asked my daughter not to come in so I could change the sheets because it looked horrific. Um, that, that's that is pretty scary. Life, so that's changing event. Fun. Yeah, I almost canceled this and asked to do it a week later so I wouldn't look like a bag of shit tossed around. Um, but I knew this would be fun. Be an, interest, be an interesting story. Not it. Not the story. I mean, actually, like talking about this movie with you would, oh, be, I see, I see. would be fun. And considering how yesterday I decided to finally do a deep dive of Mr. Beast instead of just be, Mr. Be- be sad and recovering. Mr. And Beast, feeling. the YouTuber? Mm-hmm. Or is it, am I missing something? Okay. No, yeah. I needed something to distract me because it was not a great out- day after. Well, good thing, also, you were wearing, good thing you were wearing a helmet. I was not. Oh, you were. I, I saw you. You were definitely wearing a helmet. I wasn't. I always wear your helmet. No, this is the example I showed my daughter of why she needs to wear the helmet. I, and honestly, I thought I had lost my bike because I couldn't remember where I'd fallen off. It was literally in my gangway. That's oh, how far nice. I that's how far I got until I had the fall of my life. <laughs> I mean, I've done, I, I've done that before, you know. Fallen off a bike or rollerblading or whatever, and got concussed and just don't remember where I left things. You know, left the bike wherever the fell happened, walked home. Don't remember walking home, kind of thing. But not not as scary as yours. I'll tell you. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever had that. I've had a concussion, but it like boxes fell on my head and I had a headache and I slept it off. I remembered everything, which is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it felt like nothing. Not telling people they should just get concussions, but anyway, <laughs> that was the post credit scene to this podcast. <laughs> now we're going to actually record the podcast. Oh, now that we've teased you sufficiently. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop recording, so it'll be super easy for me to edit this.